Let's go up to our ring announcer. The following podcast is scheduled for one episode. And is our vantage point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Outside, we couldn't see it from our vantage point. And welcome back to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. It is episode number 42 on this hot Monday, July 31st, 2017, the last day of July. I am Joe Morata. With me, as always, the unpredictable Michael Quinn. How you doing, Quinn? Howdy doody. Howdy doody to you. Howdy doody It's indeed. almost August, Michael. Wow. How do we feel about that? It's almost SummerSlam. SummerSlam right around the corner. Scott Keith right around the corner yeah, over that, in that, Canada. That means that. Yes, <laughs> it means it does. that. We'll yeah. have him on for our SummerSlam Spectacular. But thank you so much for being back with us for episode number 42. Here to talk to you about the world of retro wrestling. And before we get to that, a couple of administrative you know, duties here. Yes. <laughs> number one, be sure to find us on Twitter at OVP Podcast. Follow us. We will follow back. We are not a bot. We're not Mashugana. What's what's, from, her, what's her name? Mishlava from, <laughs> from Russia. Oh, sorry. From we're not, Russia. We're not Mishlava from Russia. Yeah. So don't worry about that. You can talk to us on Twitter. We love the Twitter. And of course, you can email us at ovppodcast at gmail.com. That is ovppodcast at gmail.com. And Quinn, there's a few places to find us these days. Oh, yeah. You can always find us on Apple Podcasts, where you can hit the subscribe button, leave a review. We love that. Mm-hmm. You can look for us on Google Play Music, Stitcher. Okay. Whoa. Whoa, okay. And, <laughs> you know, Blueberry and other yeah. locales. Other various places. Yeah. You know another place, Quinn? Yeah. There's a great place to find us. I've heard of it before. ThePlaceToBeNation.com. Yes, it's the a place to be. It's really good. The place to be. Uh, we're on there, but there's some other great podcasts on there. You got your Mother Thip, the yes. gold standard, the Place to Be podcast on there. Yeah, good one about the 80s of yep. wrestling. 86, the, I think, still. Yep, they're in 86 right now, going through the WWF. But on their pro wrestling only feed, big friend of the show, fan of ours, and we're a fan of his, uh, Petey. Yeah, Petey Winston. <laughs> yeah, remember him? And he is on the, yes, I do. He is on the pro wrestling only feed, and he hosts a great one-man solo soiree, if you will. That's hard to say. Soiree. <laughs> Which is uh. called Greetings from Allentown. And he recaps whatever. Yeah, whatever the hell. I mean, <laughs> no rhyme or reason. I, I like it because of that, because it's like us where you don't know what you're going to get. You have no idea what you're going to get. And that's what I prefer with my wrestling. You don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're going to get. But you know what, Quinn? There's something that our fans can get, and it's the OVT. Yes, the OVT. Now, it's a nice white shirt. Yes, it's good for the summer. Good for the summer, this the hot heat, summer. The heat of summer yeah. with the August coming up. Yes, the you August. Might have to, you might have to put it into your dresser soon, because the fall is a month after that. Now, that's when we're going to introduce the OVP slacks. <laughs> yes, maybe hoodie. Yeah. I, I hope we can make Blazer. one. Let's we'll go on that website and fiddle around, get our fall gear set up. <laughs> Sport coat. Maybe the coffee cup so you can put your hot apple cider in. <laughs> now, is there any uh, any rum in that hot, hot apple cider, Quinn? It could consist of this. Could, right? I, I mean, it's possible. There's no law against yeah. that. You can put it in if you want. You can do whatever you want. You kind of can, but it's you can't. your cup. 
<laughs> and if you want to get the one t- cup, <laughs> if you want to get the t-shirt before the cup, you can go to teespring.com. That is T-E-E spring.com. I can't look at Quinn right now. <laughs> slash OVP podcast. And you can get yourself a t-shirt if you want to. Yeah, what's your problem with the cup? I have I, no problem with been, the cup. I feel like I've been hyping the cup all summer. You I'm going to go on teespring.feet and go <laughs> make it. You're just going to do it, aren't you? Yeah. Without, without me being involved. Go ahead. I what don't if care. I, what if I say dot feet all the time? What if I like there was OVP sneakers that just said OVP dot feet on them? That's a fantastic idea, actually. Yeah. That's a really good idea. We should get the OVP.feet. Yeah. But, Quinn, there's a place if they want to chat it up with the whole community. It's oh. on Facebook. Yes, I've heard of this place. It's called the Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast Facebook group. Yep. And all you got to do to get on to this Facebook group is, like I said, type Our Vantage Point Retro Wrestling Podcast. Mm-hmm. And you'll see there's usually two. There's like the not the group but you want to join the discussion group yes so click on the discussion group and we'll, hit the join and we'll approve you and we'll approve you and you can come on and you can post pictures and whatever you want to do or, you, you or just ar- even questions yeah. like things like that argue agree well we don't really argue yeah. you and i because it's not about uh, arguing yeah even if you like to lurk yeah you can lurk you can lurk and you can see great discussion going on That's between right. some of the fans you can talk to all of the famous fans like marty howell sometimes will creep up on there yeah ruben vasquez yes. jr t volts you know travis Volts. Yeah, they're, they're all, all there. On there. Everyone's all the friends there. of Borden. the show. Even Scott Keith's on there. Scott Keith, yeah. He, he confirmed that whole thing with the guy holding the sign at, yep. at Canadian Stampede, which I randomly watched. Yeah, that was interesting, Quinn. Yeah. You randomly were just like, you know what? I'm going to watch Canadian Stampede. Yeah, okay. and I just posted pictures because the first one was Brett with the two T's at the end. Sucks. My favorite. And I was like, isn't this supposed to be the Hart Foundation like pay-per-view? How do they not know his name? <laughs> it's in Canada and everything. Yeah. yeah. Pretty embarrassing. Well, we changed our format last week. Yes, we did. And it's a minor tweak. We're here for season five, episode number 42. Quinn has the privilege today of starting off with our first segment, which is called Why Did They Even Bother? And in this segment, <laughs> I want to recap <laughs> what the segment is, is Quinn and I will each week alternate giving something to each other that we don't even think was worth it, but maybe the other person will. So we'll have to see if we agree or disagree. And you fans obviously can let us know if you agree or not, if they should have bothered. And if you have any ideas, if there's something you want to know, why did they bother with this? Let us know. Quinn, what are we talking about? Well, this week is going to be a fun one. I have a feeling we're going to agree on it. Okay. I think the best way to introduce the name of this is by reading Wikipedia's what they just call it. Like, I'm not going to read the entry. Okay, no problem. The NWA, in parentheses, wrestling stable. Oh, God. And the NWA stands for tradition. Yes. You're talking about... The thing from 98, right? Yes, the thing from 98. Why did they even bother with this? <laughs> and actually, it's mostly 98, but however, it did debut December 30th, 1997, not to be a snob on the no, dates. No, that's, that's but, fair. That's accurate. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh, God, why? Yeah, this, so this thing was, you know, Jim Cornette yes. started this, and he initially brought in, like, Jeff Jarrett and Barry Windham to, like, fight each other for the NWA North American Championship, which I'd never heard of in my life. Right, that was, like, their IC title, I think, the NWA. Well, I thought it was the, the U.S. title was their IC title back in the day. I think by this point, it was, like, their IC title. Well, that's because they suck. <laughs> that's because they suck. Now, talk about a fall from grace. So, basically, the, the context here, right, Yeah, is in the midst 
of the attitude era really starting to boom, right? It's it's late 97, early 98, and the biggest star in wrestling in the WWF, Quinn, is who? Stone Cold Steve Austin, of exactly. course. Exactly, and he is really on the rise here, gearing up for the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Right? Vince has turned heel kind of officially at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's modern over there. It's, it's modern, not, right? It's not yeah. this crap. Tyson's about to come in. Yeah. DX, the good DX, the original DX is yeah. kicking around. Mankind's rocking it. Exactly. Yeah. Things are happening. The Rock is starting to become a personality. Everything's coming together. Right. Everything is great. Everything is grand. I got the whole wide world in the palm of my hand. In the midst of this, Jim Cornette, Mr. Motherfucker, old school motherfucker. Who we talked about a couple weeks ago. Fucking brings out Aztec warrior Jeff Jarrett. Yes. You know, that costume. And he has him fight Barry Windham. Why? Who was a blackjack. Yes. At that not point. even like the good Barry. Windham. No. Not, not the blonde haired looks like Barry Windham, Barry Windham. And if I'm not mistaken, Quinn, didn't even one of those NWA promoters like Dennis Coraluzo or one of them come out or some shit? I'd like to introduce Mr. Howard Brody and Mr. Dennis Coraluzo. They are respectively the president and vice president of the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance. So yeah, apparently Corluzo and Howard Brody were brought to Raw to like, I guess, say that this was a thing or something, and Jim Cornette was there also. Now the NWA is, of course, where Jim Cornette made his name. Yeah, in the eighties. That's the only time he ever did anything <laughs> reputable, as we went over, as we've talked about. Yeah, and the NWA was at one point, folks, obviously a force to be reckoned with in the world of wrestling. It was the alternative to the WWF. Yeah, it was the South. It was wrestling. Mm-hmm. It was in your face, kind of more gritty storylines. I think at this point they were more of a force of shit. <laughs> Maybe they were little, like trying to force a shit. Out. They were a little constipated. Yeah, they perhaps. were a bit constipated. And I think a lot of that stemmed with you know WCW kind of splitting off of them in ninety one. You know, kind of for good. Ninety three, really, they split from them. And then of course the Shane Douglas throwing down the belt. That in was 94. the last straw. That was uh, the last I mean, straw. I, I've seen that. It, it's basically Paul giving them the finger. You know, Shane Douglas doing the honors for him <laughs> yeah, because basically. obviously Paul can't. He's not an in ring wrestler. So, uh-huh. but I mean that speech was. A a little bit of Shane Douglas and a lot of Paul Heyman. Exactly. And basically, folks, I'm sure you're familiar with this if you know ECW at all. They were in NWA territory, Eastern Championship Wrestling, until August of 94. Well, until that happened. And until that happened. Yeah. Shane, and- du- Shane Douglas won the title, threw it down. And they can all kiss my ass. What in the hell is he doing? And the NWA... From that point onward until what we're talking about was like persona non grata. They didn't matter at all. Like you would hear about things in like the wrestler yes. after mag or whatever. <laughs> don't call them the after mags. Yeah, I know. We can't okay. call them that. You don't. But, yeah. But Quinn, when this happened <laughs> in January of 98, December 97, whatever, and it continued on through a, a half of 98, right? Yes. Did you give a shit? Well, first of all, I didn't understand i know this is going to sound weird the thing that bothered me the most was this nwa north american heavyweight (laughs) championship because i knew the nwa to a degree sure and i knew that 
I felt like that wasn't really a main belt. It or anything. wasn't like, and it looked stupid. I remember it having like a really tiny thing on it. Like, yeah, it didn't it wasn't? I was like, what is this? Is this going to be like a new belt in the WWF? Right, like, right. I was confused what it was, but it would get junkier too. It did get junkier because okay, so initially it, it's like Jarrett defeats Wyndham, and now he's the champ, right? And now, right. first of all, he's like in the Aztec warrior yes. outfit or whatever with the orange, the boots. really crappy version of jeff jarrett right I it's mean, like the that's worst saying a lot but. yeah but this is like literally the worst version yes. of jeff jarrett so he's there right and all of a sudden the rock and roll express come walking in so well yeah like with their walkers because they were a yeah. million by that point i mean they weren't really but they always they looked, looked a, million. a million yeah but so, they were not relevant yeah so they are awarded the tag titles the nwa tag titles the right. good belts actually if i recall they sure. actually had the good belts right and, yes and they would defend it against like the doa like okay see that's the thing is like who cares yeah, exactly wouldn't you like oh there's other champions when they fight like the champions <laughs> the outlaws yeah and they would later do that down the line but actually not even with the midnight or the rock and rolls not an auspicious they, debut you they're know old as poop and no one wants to see them fight anybody right i thought this was pretty funny what in as it went on it's like Jarrett was in like the royal rumble and was in, eliminated in like a minute by owen hart that was funny i remember that yeah, in 98 that, that yeah. was really stupid now if i'm not mistaken quinn at some point in the midst of this, this is where Barry Windham left the Blackjacks, turned heel, right? Yeah. Joined the NWA and went back to like the blonde hair, but he was like so fat and old looking. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he joined the stable basically, but I, I don't remember him being much of a factor. He was, I think it was just for him to feud with Bradshaw. That's what it was, right? Who cares? Exactly. That's who, who cares? cares? Again, we're using this NWA as an avenue for a Bradshaw feud. I hate him. <laughs> Like, he's awful. And, and a not relevant Barry Windham, a very, very not relevant yeah. Jeff Jarrett, and an aging past their prime rock and rolls, and Jim Cornette has to stand here like an asshole yeah. and laud this like it's the best thing ever. Does anybody think that Jim Cornette doesn't deliver? Hi, huh? if I tell you a rooster can pull a boxcar, brother, hook it up, but I promise something, I deliver it. So, along the way here, apparently the Rock and Roll Express do lose the titles. Right. And this is the thing that I find so funny about this whole thing. Sure. Is that when I remember this, I actually forget that the Rock and Rolls were in the stable. I usually remember another tag team by the name of Bodacious Bart and Bombastic Bob. Which was Bob Holly. Yeah, Bart Gunn and Bob Holly repackaged with really weird blue tights. Yeah. And they were the new Midnight Express, Quinn. Yes. Now, they lost, because the Rock and Rolls lost the belts to the Headbangers, like, <laughs> apparently like the, what? <laughs> the new Midnight Express had to go get the titles back, and now they're like, this is like Jim Cornette it's like like wet dream this <laughs> time. It's like Hollywood Bob Holly yeah. and, and Big Hoss Bart Gun, yeah. right? And meanwhile, Bart Gun's tag partner of the old days is like actually doing relevant in things. a really ta- so in a really good tag team. So basically, Cornette's got a bunch of junk here, and he's calling them the New Midnight Express. They definitely were not good. No, they not were at not all. like the Midnight Express in any way. No one cared about them. Now, when did Dan Severn wander into all this, Quinn? Okay, so eventually, after um, the New Midnight's, it's it's actually like right after the New Midnight's win the titles. Okay. From the headbangers. All of a sudden, <laughs> headbangers. D- Dan Severn shows up and joins the NWA and attacks the headbangers. Severn, of course, Greco Roman background, Mosh, a great amateur wrestler in his own right. Now, 
Yes. This is one of my favorite why did they bothers. Go ahead. Because this is it's all wrapped up together, right? Sure. So one of the things me and Joe used to always <laughs> laugh about, because we both remember this. If you recall, when Dan Severn came in, he came in not only the NWA world champion, but with like 17 belts yes. on and like Jim Cornette running around with like trophies and belt more belts like around him. This was a piss break anytime <laughs> this guy came out. Like Raw was must-see TV in yeah. 1998. It was not because of Dan. Dan Severn and his stupid belts and this dumb fucking stable. <laughs> yeah. It basically like nobody knew where all these titles came from. That was the, <laughs> to me always the funniest part. I was like, wait, what wrestling federations <laughs> yeah. are these? Like at least when, remember when Ultimo Dragon did this like a year earlier? They would say they, they were like, all these were like new, it was like some unified, all the like lightweight divisions in Japan or something. Yes. Like they said this. And one, and the WWF um, light heavyweight also was one of them. Yes. Ultimo well, Dragon well, the had one, it. It was. The, the one that was the honorary one in New Japan. I know what it is. Yeah, it's he a had whole, it. it. That's a whole other story it has something to do with dynamite kid i think i don't know but back to severin here yeah. no why 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 yeah. no one cared he was an idiot and it, it's so funny because they initially did this he's the champion of the universe or whatever mm -hmm. but then eventually they were like nobody even cares about this and i think dan severin just feuded with um what was that guy? shamrock shamrock and also the lethal weapon steve, steve blackman. blackman but like not with the belts no and no one cared yeah and this is what's interesting quinn People were tuning in to watch Raw at this point. I know you and I were. Yeah. For Steve Austin, for DX, for The Undertaker, for Kane, yes. for Mankind, for the New Age Outlaws and what right. they were going to do next. In the midst of this crammed into the corner, like wadded up, shitted <laughs> up paper towel. Yeah. Is Dan Severn, Barry Windham, Jeff Jarrett, the, Midnight, the Midnight Express, the New Midnights. And did anyone care about this? If you were watching at the time, we need to know. Did you care? No one cared. I didn't care. Now, I will say this. I remember there was some appeal to the idea of Severn facing Sham Shamrock Sh and the Lethal they, Weapon. Because those yeah. were guys that were like thought to be shoot people at the time. Right. So there was that. I have heard. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. That this whole thing was a rib on Jim Cornette making. Him I hope have to it deal was. It seems like it was because he just went out there and looked like a fucking idiot. He's like representing the stable of losers. Yes, it's not like Ric Flair's in it. <laughs> right, like, he's the NWA to me. <laughs> yeah. Not not Dan Severin, not <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. Who the hell? Like the Midnight Express, the Rockers, the Rock and Roll Express, whatever the fuck. They were like on the side, like they were there and they were, I, I'll say this, the Rock and Roll Express was something, but they Not were like, they were like geriatrical men. <laughs> yes. So all of this was junk. Like it was terrible. Why did they ever do this? And I think it's very appropriate how this ended. There's two things how this ended. They had a, they, the new midnights or whatever. Yes. They fought the new age outlaws at like King some, of the Ring. King right? of the Ring. Yeah, not in your house. Yeah, King of the and Ring. And like basically they lost to the new age outlaws. And that was and that, it. That was like the new age outlaws just kicked their ass and won. And that's the way it should have been. Right. And then <laughs> what's funny, I, I know this is is we usually don't like to read from stuff. Mm -hmm. Go but ahead. The actual way that Wikipedia explains the end of this is hilarious. What is it? It says Cornette broke the NWA stable up on the orders of WWF owner Vince McMahon, who told Cornette that he was banning any more <laughs> NWA matches from taking place on his shows. Period. That's the end of the Wikipedia entry. That's awesome. That's yes. a good ending for that fucking stable, yes. too. Now, do you think this was just, before we wrap up, Vince peacocking, being like, hey, look what I can do? Well, I think he was, he needed, he just needed all the people he could get at the time. Because did remember, he, did he need yeah, this? Think about it, though. WCW had like a huge 
roster, true. right? Vince is now getting to the point where he's ready, like he's competing for real with WWE. That's true. Like, they, they were back. Like, they were back now, right? So yeah. to him, he probably said, oh, we'll put the NWA in and they'll be like a foil to our attitude, right? Like these traditionalists. Yeah. And, yeah, okay. and we'll kick their ass, basically, because like showing that the attitude era is here to stay and this is the thing. So do you think while Jim Cornette's out there with Severn and his 19 belts and Barry Windham and his big fat stomach that in the back <laughs> Vince Russo is just quietly laughing. Yes. That's perfect. Yes. And I say why did they bother? I think it was kind of a wasted thing because the NWA didn't really get much offense. They didn't win much against the WWE. It's almost the, like the invasion angle. Yeah. Honestly. And it's always the problem again. Why did they bother invasion would probably be a thing in the future. But yeah. this is this is almost a precursor to show you how Vince handles anytime <laughs> competition. He, anytime that he's he conquered. Has, yeah. The only time he ever gave quarter to anybody who came in that was representative of the NWA, I felt Ric Flair got proper respect. He did. In, Ric Flair was treated very very well. Some people don't think so. I do. But overall, He's the champion. I know exactly. Overall, yeah, I thought I thought this was really strange, and I don't know if they should have bothered. That's my official verdict. Yeah, no, they shouldn't have bothered. Shouldn't have they, bothered because they just made the NWA look stupid. There was a way to do this tastefully and not sure. make the NWA look like they could have been a threat, and maybe people would defect to the NWA. They didn't even do that. Just Barry Windham. Just and no Barry Windham. But like he was already like an NWA guy. I'm talking like somebody who never was. Yeah, I understand. Right? Yep, sure. Good point. Well, that's that's life for you. That's Vince for you. He'll yeah. do what he can to try to mix it up. But at, at the end of the day, Vince is going to win. You know, yeah. Vince is always going to well, look better. Especially when he's having people compete with him on his own show. Exactly. But speaking of our own show, we will be back right after this. Whose idea is this to have an NWA angle? This was the early movement of the Attitude Era. Jim Cornette was was still in his roots. You know, still the old traditional school wrestling. I really wanted to make Jim happy. And I knew if we did an NWA, NWA angle with Jarrett and um, uh, Wyndham and rock and roll, I knew Jim would be in all his glory. I knew that would make him happy. However, I had an ulterior motive and I'm going to be completely honest. I knew it wasn't going to work. And, and it was my way of showing Jim, I'm happy to try this. We can do this, but I'm telling you, it's 1998, and this is not going to work. From Marley Race to Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair to The Rock, Sting to Steve Austin, you're listening to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thank you for being with us for episode number 42, July 31st, 2017. Quinn, you know we're appearing on WPAN today. Oh, we are. I forgot to mention that at the top of the show. What are we, Rick Rude? We're going to be on two <laughs> shows at, on the same day? That's right. You should go check that podcast out, actually. It's a really good one, the wrestling podcast about nothing. Yes. And we are going to be on there. We're going to be on talking about things. We have to fly over there to their studio later. Yeah, I, Joe, we got to get done with this yeah. soon, isn't we got a plane ticket. We got a flight to catch there. But I guess it's time for Mount Rushmore and Death Valley, where we will put four of the best of something onto Mount Rushmore and four of the worst go down into the desert of Death Valley. And we are taking your requests as always. This one, Quinn, was requested by Tim Tetrialt, mm. and he wanted us to talk about the Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of. 
gimmick changes. Interesting. Interesting. Now, I was thinking about this. Yes. I want to put one piece of criteria on here with a gimmick change. Okay. I want it to be something where they acknowledged in kayfabe that it's the same person. I think that's fair. And I think that that's what the requestee here wanted. <laughs> you think so? I, From my interpretation of reading the spreadsheet, which okay. you can get on our group. Yes. If you want to add your own suggestions, we have a Google Doc, a Google spreadsheet that we have shared on our Facebook group. And you can add in any suggestion you might have. Yeah, uh, just go on the Facebook group. You might have to scroll down a little bit. I'm going to try to find a way soon to make just that make more available, maybe on the website or something. Yeah, because we want to hear from you, and we're going to try to get to every single request that we can. So in talking about gimmick changes, Quinn, those can be done in a way where it really rejuvenates or saves a wrestler's career in a promotion, yes. or it can be done in the way where it just wastes their time and maybe kills their career for a while or for good. Yes. So with the best in mind, I had the pick. You'll have the stick. What do you got? I think the first and foremost person uh-huh. on this would definitely have to be uh, Hulk Hogan to Hollywood Hulk Hogan. I have to agree. Um, without question. Um, that, that that rejuvenated his career and WCW. I mean, okay, so let's, let's put the time and place here, right? So, like, Hogan comes to WCW in, like, 93, 94. He le- well, he leaves WWF in 93, yep. comes in in 94. Yep. And, you know, he's thumbs up Hogan. The asshole version, Yeah, the reason I was thinking 93 just... It's the same character. Well, because it's the same, like, thumbs up assy Hogan. Yeah, he was shitty. So, yeah. I knew all my Hulkamaniacs were going to be excited when I signed on the dotted line with a WCW. So, he signs with WCW. He's there for a couple years in the normal, like, stupid Hogan version. Beat the big fat heels. Yeah, big fat Dungeon of Doom. Yep. All that garbage. And he starts showing signs first initially. Like, remember that time he had, like, a sword and his, like, mustache got shaved off? (laughs) Yeah, late 95. Yeah. He dressed in all black for a little while. It was like a precursor to the Hollywood Hogan. Yes. It was like the Dark Hogan. It's weird, because sometimes I look back at that footage, and I'm like, damn, like, the character was written right there, sort of. Yeah. But then it goes all out, so... You know, come 1996. Bash at the Beach. Bash at the Beach. July 7th, yeah. The Outsiders are facing three other people in Randy Savage, Sting, and... Luger. Luger, that's it. And Hulk Hogan comes out, presumably to save them, because they're kind of getting their asses whooped. Yep. Hogan comes out, and what does he do? He leg drops Savage. Savage, and the rest is history. He's now Hollywood Hulk Hogan. That historic promo. Me, Gene, the first thing you need to do is to tell these people to shut up if you want to hear what I got to say. It was the first time the modern wrestling fan, modern meaning it's not someone that was around for the heel Hogan of the early 1980s, yes. had heard the Hulkster, yes. Mr. America himself, talk like that, yeah, telling the fans to stick it. Yeah. Just, Wearing all black. Yeah, he, he became a force and was... Probably the reason, even though it was a great idea and it could have worked with someone else, he's probably the main reason that the NWO worked. Right. Because the it was just such a shock. Yes. For Hulk Hogan to be a heel. Yep. And not only that, the the Hogan we knew prior was never a coward. Um, no, he wasn't. He would always overpower his opponents. He was a little bitch sometimes yeah, if he lost, but he wasn't a Hulk coward. Yeah, this Hulk Hogan was 
cowardly and he they I felt they made him look smaller on purpose. Yeah, and he like, was he, a little smaller. And, you know, he would cower to the face the faces. It was and, a chicken shit heel. And he would run away and you know, they never seemed to win legitimately right. ever. And he was annoying. Yes. Intentionally annoying. Right. And he was so good at being I'll give Hogan all the credit in the world, man. He played it up so he well. He was so good at being an annoying what heel. Is, what is that match where um, he's, you know, he's one of these earlier Hollywood Hogan match where he has the hair from like the <laughs> from three ninjas movie. Yes. movie he's making? I think it's Halloween Havoc 96 or something. That's yeah, amazing. Just to example. So he has like this hair plugs in <laughs> yes. because he's doing a movie, right? And it works because he's Hollywood Hogan, right? Yep. yep. So the fact that he's he's got his movie gear on and he just wears it for the wrestling match is amazing yep it shows like i don't even care about this i'm filming a movie right now i'm just like taking off for a day to go fight this jabroni <laughs> and win of course and win, of course yeah i think quinn that we have to just put hogan on yes. there is no question that that's one of the greatest changes in gimmick character however you want to term it that's yes. what we're going for here that's ever happened it's it might have been the reason it propelled WCW to number one. Yeah. And it certainly extended and rejuvenated Hogan's career. So I will put him on if you're game. I'm game. Let's do it. So I have one for you. Sure. Rocky Maivia. Yes. To The Rock. Oh my goodness. I mean, come on, man. This was something else because... The Rock came in. He was all cheery-eyed, small and heritage. I'm third generation. Yeah, I'm the best. Third <laughs> generation, dangly things. And they wouldn't. Sh- <laughs> and they wouldn't shut up about it either. Yeah, they- he's so great, and he wears uh, fanny packs and <laughs> turtlenecks. And he's like Mr. Humble, you know. Yeah. Oh, gee, thank you, Kevin Kelly. You know, yeah, like exactly. All that stuff. And I tell you, it's a feeling of elation right now. I'm so jacked right now. I mean, I could do it right now. And man, he got the, you know, some Rocky Sucks chance by mid-97. It wasn't as bad as they made it out to be. Yeah, but I mean, die, Rocky, die. It did happen. Yes. And what was great about it is the the way the timing all shook out is because he had a legit injury in May of 97, Mm -hmm. and he came back in August, and what he did is he interfered in a Nation of Domination versus DOA match, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And he, he gave the rock bottom to, like, Chains or somebody, and he got on the mic, yeah. and that was the genesis of The Rock. Die, Rocky, die. That's the gratitude I get from you pieces of crap. And some would say that this could be a heel turn, but it was a complete character change. Yes, it was. because like, It was not the same thing. He was never the same again. And it took a couple of months, but by the end of 97, he was The Rock. Right. Nobody called him Rocky Maivia anymore. Right. He was The Rock. That feud with Austin yes. was what really kicked him off as being The Rock. Yeah, and I, I do feel he also had um, a good feud with Mankind, which also kind of established the Rock character. Oh, yeah, that Mankind feud was huge for that. And, right. the, and the feud with DX, too, was a big deal, mm-hmm. where the Nation and uh, DX were back and forth every week, beating each other, parodying yeah. each other. That really was not just a heel turn. That was a transformation. Right. Complete different thing. And if he hadn't have done that initial, you know, joining of the nation of domination it's tough to say how he would have you know become i don't know how you frame changing to the rock without the nation mm-hmm. to be honest with you because it doesn't make any sense otherwise exactly before we just put the rock in sure 
what about mankind? Because we did briefly mention mankind went from mankind to dude love, yeah, to Mick Foley, Cactus, Cactus Jack. Jack, yeah. Like he had like four, I say four. A lot of people like to say the three faces of Foley, but Mick Foley himself was a separate character too. He was. I don't know though if. If he wasn't brought in as Cactus Jack, I think it still would have worked if he was never Mankind. The right. Cactus Jack character still could have had a feud with Undertaker, I think. Right. And it still would have worked. I don't know that changing to Dude Love was anything other than fun. Steve-O, baby, it's me, Dude Love, and I am coming to save the day. Oh, have yeah, but I will say this. There's something revolutionary about the idea of acknowledging that this character has three different faces. I agree. Like, they would say the faces of Foley. Yeah. And, like, that's, to me, something that was untapped, unknown. The I, idea that you didn't know, is Mick Foley going to show up? Is Cactus Jack going to show sure. up? Maybe do love or okay. maybe mankind? Like, that's, like, there's that's very different. And that's, they, that's, like, one of the craziest things because literally this guy has three separate gimmicks based mm-hmm. on and and his real life person okay too. That's like it's fair. like what <laughs> that's fair but i don't know that any of that would have made or broken his career however yeah. i have one for you sure that i think and it's a duo they have to go in as a team mm-hmm. it's the only way it would work the new age outlaws quinn oh you didn't know yes because we went from having spend my day working hard on the go jesse james and, and rockabilly. rockabilly yeah completely transforming into the road dog yeah and badass billy gun i that saved their asses no pun intended (laughs) but yeah um mr ass badass billy gun and the road dog jesse james i mean what a character transformation yep and you know what i love about it and i think we've mentioned this before their first match in they really just hit the nail on the head of what the hell this team is or hit the boombox on the head of what this team is and <laughs> hit they, they on the steal head. a victory yep they they hit they nail someone with that boombox yep the the one of the headbangers yep. thrasher you thrasher, said thrasher, yep. yeah and they're off to the races i mean these guys were like nothing before they beat the fuck out of lod they shave yeah. hawk's head yeah, that Legion of Doom. Legion of Doom. Yes. And then they joined DX, so they become one of the most popular teams of 1998. They, To me, they were one of the most popular teams of the 90s. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They were so popular. Everyone knew their catchphrases. I know catchphrases are easy to learn, but I mean, like, they had, like, a long... They were one of the first to have that long sentence kind of yeah. thing. Like, literally the whole crowd when they came out mm-hmm. to every event and people watching at home. Yep. I remember myself, I would say it so with did I. Like, So did I! <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the whole, oh, you didn't know, your ass better call somebody. And then somebody. the spiel, the yeah. opening spiel. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, boys and girls, gentlemen, that whole thing. Yeah. I, I think they have to go in, Quinn. I mean, that, that's, that was a big reason to watch the mid card in 98 WWF. Yes. Them being, definitely. Them being a part of DX that saved their careers. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be like where they are now, you know, and regarded yeah, they, the way they are. They would yeah. have been an afterthought like Bark Gun is. Yes. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I think we go with them. I think they're, that was a huge gimmick change. No doubt about it. All right. You got one for me? What about the ringmaster to Stone Cold oh, transition? Yeah. That might have to make it too, I think. Yeah, yeah. because so not, not not to mention stunning Steve, because within one promotion here, we're talking yeah. he went from ringmaster to Stone Cold, right? But he was a completely different person before even that, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you can call it you can call it a character change, a gimmick change, whatever you want to call it. it. It was a change. Yes, and if it wasn't for 
Steve Austin forsaking this, I'm a good wrestler, you yeah, know, Ted DiBiase manages me. Yeah. Me and the Million Dollar Man talk, I'm in the Royal Rumble, man. To just becoming a ruthless, like, asshole. Yes, I loved how it slowly developed. and It he, did. And a lot of people don't give credit to this feud from where it kind of started. I know what it's going to be. The Savio Vega yep. feud. No, it's great. Like, Stone Cold became Stone Cold at the Savio Vega feud. I totally agree with you. Because over the months uh, kicking Savio's ass on superstars, and that's the other thing, they relegated him to, like, mm-hmm. not even really on Raw. Like, he would just, him and Savio just beat the shit out of each other on superstars yeah. over and over again. He was a low mid-carder. Right. He and really was. Over time, you know, it became he was ruthless, like Pillman doing the interview with him mm-hmm. and like he Pillmanized him. Yep. That's kind of where it started to really change. Yeah. Like, I totally agree. That Pillmanized interview, the feud with Bret Hart, but, um, before Bret was even there. Yeah. There was like two months of him just calling out Bret Hart. Right. And Bret didn't even give a shit. <laughs> he didn't give a shit. And he came back. He's like, yeah, I'll wrestle you fine. Beats yeah. him. Beats right. him. Austin's obsessed. Yeah. Illegally eliminates him from the Rumble. Bret wins the title at Final Four. And I would say by this point, we were we oh, yeah. had Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. And you know what it is? It's the organic nature of it all. And mm-hmm. that's what we're missing a lot of nowadays yep. is this character didn't just like he's like now he's this and now he's this it was like no like little character traits were piled on over yep. time but it's still two distinct characters yes the ringmaster steve austin and stone cold steve austin yes the ringmaster with the white boots and the green tights Very and true, kind yeah. of had hair still kind of had hair still for a little while i have to say that goes on i mean austin needs no further pumping up i mean he was the biggest star of 98 and, and one of the biggest stars of wrestling ever yeah Literally Period. ever. Period. End of story. One of the biggest draws and one of the yeah. reasons to watch wrestling in 1998, 99, 2000, whenever. Right. Take your pick. So I, I say we put him on. Sure. I don't think there's going to be a debate there. Yeah. All right. So Steve Austin for number three. <music> to recap for Donnie, we got one left. We have Hulk Hogan going yes. from, you know, the immortal Hulk Hogan, the Hulkster, to Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Yeah. We have... The New Age Outlaws going from, you know, Jesse James, the singer and rockabilly to the New Age Outlaws. Right. And we have Steve Austin going from the ringmaster to Stone Cold. I have one for you, Quinn. Sure. This might make it, actually, but we'll have to see. Shawn Michaels going from huh. the rocker Shawn Michaels to the heartbreak kid, the boy I mean, toy. Yeah, it's a distinct change. Unlike Brett would be his counterpart. Brett was he was the was, same. He was the Hart Foundation Brett to Brett Hart. He was like, always still the hitman Brett Hart. Right. But Shawn, on the other hand, was I'm a smiley Rocky guy. Exactly. And, and like then all of a sudden he's the heartbreak kid with an attitude and, and yep. you know, different attire, different yep. everything. Different swagger to him, no pun yes. intended. And and, and that qualifies to me as a gimmick change, you know, a transformation. Mm-hmm. It was the same guy, but he changed the way he was. Right. Changed the way he wrestled. A completely different character, right? Yeah. And even that character had changes over time. There was the, you know, snarky kind of dicky yeah, chicken shit heel. Mid-90s. And then all of a sudden he's like, um, you know, he became the goody two-shoes uh-huh. version. Yep. But then he becomes like this controversial figure yeah, the dx right? version like so like within this character change there's other character changes yeah and i think that's a good one I don't yeah know. and I, I honestly i think the closest parallel to that is foley because again within a character there's more characters true i just don't know if foley like if you're saying the impact of Foley's the impact change. right like yeah. the impact of michaels is huge but you know what another one though is triple h when 
Yes, the Triple H one is another big one, although some would say it's a bad one because... Because <laughs> it led to Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I don't know. But again, Triple H is another guy who had multiple character changes because not only did he start as the Hunter Hearst Helmsley snob character, right? but then he becomes the, like, D-Generation X, like, the act, the exact opposite, yep. right? Mm-hmm. But then he becomes the game, which is this more serious, like... He's a dick, but he's also like, I, I want to be the best at wrestling. I am the game. I, I All wrestling is me. Like, that's the best version of him, though. Right. The game version from like 2000, 2001. Yeah. That's the best version. And I mean, his character was more or less that forever. Forever after yeah. that. Yeah. That's, mm, I mean, that's tough. So are you talking about the transformation from the game, or do you think the more impactful one was going from the blue blood to the, the DX character? I think that made him more fun to watch. Yeah. I think it made him matter. Yeah, I'm just saying which one was a bigger impact because, you, you know, you, you think of all his good matches, but I think the biggest step up was blue coming from the Blue Blood to, to DX. the DX because that was like, nobody gave a shit about him You're before right. that. And you wouldn't have had the opportunity for him to become the game character if he hadn't have been in DX. Right. You know? Exactly. Like he needed to have that edge and to be like a serious character yeah. or at least someone that wasn't just like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a snob. Ah. Uh, Think of it. Subility. You know, or whatever. Some people also, another one, Mm -hmm. some people might bring up is John Cena to from rapper to like, I'm a wrestler man (laughs) now or whatever he is. Yeah, that's what he is now. Um, I wrestle. But I just wanted to bring it up just because I don't, while good, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's exactly amazing no like, it's, it, it's like it it kind of just happened like, more generic but yeah he, he's a better wrestler than he ever was right and you know? i think it was going to go that way anyway i, I agree with you what well, about what about dustin Rhodes to gold dust and which we which they did acknowledge yes. in wwf that he was dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. very drastic i will say big big stepping stone leaping towards the attitude era the Goldust yes. character. Yes. Um, it was a big deal as far as um, controversy and mm-hmm. like showing like, hey, we're going to do anything. We don't care. Yeah. You know? And it was, it was much talked about, you know, yeah. change. Did it reinvent the business? No. You no. know? So I don't know. But I like, mean, it was it was controversial. It and was. Like, it did things. But I think its impact wasn't as big as, say, a Shawn Michaels right. change or even the Foley changes. Even the Foley or Triple H. What about, okay, this is one, Edge, like, when he was like, you think you know me and all this garbage. <laughs> to and then, regular Edge. To, like, but I'm talking about, like, the rated R version, which is actually comes from the goofy Edge true well he was singles edge before he just was kind of nothing right yeah and then like rated r superstar to me was like that was like a big change that was and that was the best version of him yeah i'll give you that he seemed he became such like a big heel like to the point where like i always equate him he to me really was john cena's macho man like he was like i know people want to say the punk is or something like that but like edge was really his rival his like, main rival for right, a while. And for then a Orton. long, yeah. long time. Yeah, you're like, right. You're right. No. Like, and so I, I think that that change for Edge was also another big step. It was. It was a big step. But how about this one? This is an interesting one. Undertaker to American Badass. I think it's interesting. And the reason I didn't bring it up is I do not think it's the best. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Go ahead. Is because while yes, it was um, it reinvigorated the it Undertaker's did. career. It did because he was starting to teeter off. People are like, "Well, where can we go with this dead man?" He beat Kane, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. Right? But 
on the other hand, he like just it started to morph into something people didn't want it to be with the whole booger red shit Ugh. to the point where they were like no let's just bring back the undead undertaker yeah and everyone was all happy when yeah they did exactly that too. so that's true on the surface it seemed fantastic i remember when he interfered in that thing at like some like regular not in your house at that point but you know what i mean like yeah, at some it was event unforgiven i think or yeah. backlash or something i don't remember he just came in and people were like holy shit the undertaker is yeah. different like it, what the hell it was really cool judgment day i think it yeah. was yeah oh you know what Here's one that we can count. It was acknowledged. Mm-hmm. Johnny Polo to Raven. Was it? Oh, yeah. Yes, oh, it was. wow. That might be. That counts in kayfabe. Holy shit. That's a really great change. They acknowledged it on ECW that this guy was Johnny Polo. Mm. Remember? And Stevie oh, Richards was. Yes, yes, I did. You're right. I remember the whole thing now. Now, some might, you know, say to us, well, ECW's not around anymore, you know, and, and but Raven was so Raven huge. was ECW from about 95 until he left and then came back. And, he, you know, he was in WCW, he was in WWF, he was everywhere as Raven. That was one of the best career gimmick changes, even if it didn't save the promotion. Hell, the Raven Sandman feud. Yeah was fantastic. Raven-Tommy Dreamer The Raven-Tommy Dreamer feud was fantastic. Yeah, Raven and I even liked Raven in WCW even though some people don't. No, I did too. I did too. He was awesome. You know, like, ah, man, Raven that's a really good one. I think we might have to do it. Holy shit, Raven is amazing. He might be the sleeper there because how far are you going to go with Johnny Polo anyway? Johnny Polo, okay, no. (laughs) Great character. I love Johnny Polo. So much fun. But. How far are you going to go with that? This was like it was nothing like that. Raven exemplified the stoner, slacker, antisocial, the Nirvana, Nirvana grunge mind frame of the mid to late nineties. He was like he, none other. He just personified his time. Mm-hmm. You know, like he's what wrestling and there wasn't characters like him. No, there wasn't. There never was. He was like a, a, in a An league enigma. of his own. Yeah, like, he was. He was on his own island. Yeah, Raven. Raven. Yeah. Want to do it? The Raven character change. I'll turn my key on Raven if you're game, Quinn. Sure. All right. So Johnny Polo to Raven for number four. So there you have it. We want to know yours. Now, again, real quick here. The reason we didn't mention like Kane is because it was never acknowledged that yeah. Kane was Isaac Yankum or, or fake, fake Diesel. Diesel. Yeah, it was we're, never said. We're going within the confines of kayfabe here where it's acknowledged on screen. We did that just to make it a little more interesting. That's right. all. You could easily throw Kane in there if you're talking about like a wrestler that yes. did different characters. Anyway, let us know yours. You can do that by tweeting at us at OVP Podcast. You can email us, of course, or let us know on Facebook. And I guess I get to pick one of the worst ones, Quinn. And I can't believe I have to bring this up, but we're talking about changes in gimmicks or characters, right? Yeah. (laughs) I don't want to bring this up. Again? (laughs) Beaver Cleavage. Yes. Mosh to Beaver Cleavage. I knew you were going to bring that up. And it was acknowledged because he changed back to Mosh and they like made a big celebration about it. Yes. It's your most hated character period of all time. The reason I hate it so much is because it made no (laughs) sense. It was stupid. It wasted everyone's time. It was insulting. It did nothing for anybody. (laughs) It was just a waste. We've (laughs) talked about it ad nauseum here, but I can't stand it. But, okay, here's the argument. Please, no. Did it really kill... Did Mosh have a career (laughs) to kill? (laughs) Like, in all honesty? No. Do you have one? Fine. Okay, I will say this. Okay. This is a group of people. Oh, God. 
anybody involved with the right to censor. <laughs> yeah, you're like, right. You're right. That was awful. The right to censor, folks, was when Vince was mad at the PTC for like saying Parents WWF Television Council, yeah, or some shit like that. And Vince is like, "Oh, don't you don't talk bad about me, pal." So he dressed up these fucking wrestlers in white shirts with ties and made them boring. And white socks. And white socks. And who was in it? Stevie so Steven Steve, Richards. Well, Stevie Richards at first. Who had a career that they could have harnessed. Yeah, it was something, right? He was, he was decent. Yeah, and so they make him Stephen Richards. And he was like the spokesperson. And, and they would call him White Sox Stephen Richards. Yeah, and they had the horrible theme music, too. Yeah, that... Okay, so then you have Ivory, who was always like a perennial contender in the women's division. She was right? a little fire plug, you know. Yeah, she was exactly. spunky. So now she wrestles wearing like a dress. Yeah, and she was a team player, man. Ivory just like yeah. did the best she could with that. She made it work and she took it to a WrestleMania match with China, I believe. <laughs> yeah, that. And it gave her the women's title briefly. However, who cared? It, there was nothing with her afterwards. Yeah. You know who what I mean? Who cared about the women's title by then? Yeah. But okay. who else was there? So the Godfather, okay. And became the good father. That pissed. (laughs) That's to me the one that's the worst one. And I'll tell you why. It's because, like the Godfather or not like the Godfather, the Godfather was always, when he became the pimping character, he was so over. And fun. Like everyone loved him. It's time once again for everybody to come aboard the. Man, I know that I ain't the only one. I forgot how over it was. I was watching some random, like, 99 pay-per-view or something, and the fucking Godfather comes out, and, like, the crowd is losing their yeah, shit. Yeah, they loved him. Like, nobody didn't like him. I loved him as he a kid, so too. He was so fun. But also, it killed fucking Val Venus' yes, career. Val it Venus. did. Okay, so Val Venus was petering at that point, right? He was. So, instead, they take Val Venus and send him over to the right to censor, and I think, doesn't he use his name? I want to say, was I that when Sean Morley or whatever the fuck his name is? That might have been when he changed his name to Sean Morley. Yeah, yeah whatever. So now he's not Val Venus anymore. He's so that's that kills that. And Bull Buchanan, who didn't even really wasn't he anything. Matter. He was just in it. It was Bull Buchanan. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, that's a really bad transformation. I got another one for you, though. Sure. The transformation from head shrinker Fatu <laughs> to making a difference Fatu. Yes. What was okay. The point there. So. It would have been worse if he changed from Rakishi to making a different spot. True, yeah. But yes and no, because I I feel like Head Shrinker Fatu had nothing left because his partner wasn't around anymore. That's true. So, like, what was he going to do? But making a difference, that's an awful, terrible choice. It was a really bad idea. Yes. Let's be honest. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's really, really bad. It's really bad. I will argue this one, and I don't know if people will agree (laughs) with me, but. I think Harley Race's transition from like Harley Race, the one thousand time NWA champion, like respected Harley Race to the King, mm-hmm. was like it made him so goofy and stupid. Really, that like I just think it brought him down. I just felt like you know by the time he's challenging Hogan, he's like the King. Yeah, I just like don't. I think that was necessary, and I think it, it hurt him. I don't know. I didn't have a big problem with him as King. The problem is, is he always came out with the robe and all that shit on, and it's like, it's Harley Race. Like, he's a fucking Kansas City, like, badass. <laughs> like, what the hell is he doing wearing a cape and a fucking funny. doofy crown? He but looks he, like an idiot. He still wrestled the same and everything. He was still Harley Racer. I guess so, but I mean, I don't know, Joe. I got a bad one. What? Avalanche to the Shark. <laughs> yeah. John Tenta. Yes. That was stupid as fuck. Yeah. Okay. It was terrible. <laughs> shark? 
And what about just the one where they chained him to Big John Tenta? I'm not the shark. I'm not a fish. I'm not an avalanche. I'm a man. John Tenta. A 500-pound man. Like, yeah, even that was stupid. I know, but shark. Come yeah. on, Quinn. Shark. <laughs> Why was he a shark? I don't know. He got his tattoo changed to that of a shark. It's Wait, was his legit tattoo changed? Yes! Oh, goodness. He got his tiger tattoo changed to a shark tattoo. How do you even change a tiger tattoo to a shark? It didn't look good. And he <laughs> had it the rest of his life. And we love John Tenta. Yeah. And that was just a horrible idea, whose ever idea that was. That yeah. was insulting to him, personally. Like, I just... I can't believe... I cannot believe they thought that was a good idea. Seriously. Yeah. To take a... Like, a guy that could be a legitimate threat and everything, mm-hmm. and to make him a fucking shark. I don't get it. And and to that effect, I would say anybody who crossed paths with the Dungeon of Doom that had to change gimmicks. <laughs> yeah, well, the Butcher turning into the Zodiac was really stupid, too. Yeah, the whole Brutus, anything Brutus got changed into. Yeah, the Booty Man. The, the Booty Man. Oh, goodness, the Booty Man. That's the worst version of Ed Leslie, I think. I really <laughs> I, think it I is. I want to say... <laughs> what's hilarious is he was already had a bad thing and yeah. then he went to a worse thing so I think that should go on the booty man fuck the booty man he was so annoying and it was only like <laughs> Johnny B. Bad left and he was like inserted into the DDP feud remember yeah. oh the booty man yeah the booty man fuck the booty man just the change over from from Zodiac or whatever it was all bad just Brutus Beefcake to whatever the hell he became anything in WCW right okay Brutus Beefcake in WCW. Die, die, die. No, it was horrible. Yeah. It was always, always bad. Always terrible. Nothing he did was good. Okay, I'll, I got one for you. Yeah. What about the Macho Man Randy Savage to like whatever the hell he was? The with, like, street smart version in 99? Yes, the, like <laughs> with the girls and all that I shit. I hated like, it, Quinn. Yeah, that was so bad, I right? I never liked it. I, like I the did, Boa version? I didn't like that version of him at all. I thought that was terrible. It's like it's not like they changed his name or anything. No. It's just like he was very different. I never liked it. Like it was not it. the same thing. I wish he didn't have that as part of his career. Yes, I feel like it's a legitimate stain on his career. It is, because if he, if he had come back and he was still the regular Macho Man, even if he was in the mid-card... Yeah. That would have been fine if his career just wound down over there like that. Yeah. But instead, he was like this like pimp or something. I don't know what he was. It was like, bad, though, and his music was I changed. I couldn't explain to you what he was. However, I did like his music. I know some people would disagree like with that. No way. I don't no, like it, it was like pretty intense. It's like it had that good... I know. You love it. Yeah, you, yeah. you with the music. I know. I thought that was a decent music. But what about mm-hmm. DDP to like stalker slash like physical fitness expert or whatever the hell he was yeah you know what that's a good one actually ddp in wwf yes because he went from being the you know he had a couple good versions in wcw the scummy version which he was before he was you know a face and after yeah the scummy jersey trash and type of thing just the everyone's like the common man hero the blue collar hero right yeah. but then in wwf he debuts as a stalker Yes. Which was stupid. And then he becomes like... It's definitely... Let's put it this way. It's definitely not the same person. No, it's not. Like, it's different. And then he becomes like a freaking, like, motivational speaker or something. Yeah, that's what I meant by fitness guy. I know what you mean. Just DDP's WWF run. Can we put that in? Because it was the same guy. They acknowledged that it was him. I'll I'll bring up one more. Go ahead. It might be controversial. 
Dusty Rhodes to like the common man with the polka dots, Dusty Rhodes. A little too ham fisted. Do you think that's like different enough? Because I, I know a lot of people don't like it. What else would they have done with him? Just made him regular Dusty Rhodes? He should have just been freaking Dusty Rhodes and been awesome. Yeah. Like that would have been good. Yeah. I, I think that would be fine. You're right. Like, <laughs> you know? Dusty. And he kind of was that by the end when Dustin came in, when he was like father yeah, Dusty. Yeah, he was back to normal. He was like regular Dusty. He Rose. got rid of the polka dots and everything. Yeah. I don't know if it's that important. You okay. know what I mean? It's not no, that, that bad. That's fine. It's not that bad. I don't know, Joe. I'm still thinking the right to censor. Just the whole stable. Yeah, it's 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 like a gimmick killing everything. Black hole? Like, it's, it's like a like, black hole. It just sucked all this shit into it and it yeah. like killed all this stuff. It's like, I know it's not necessarily like a gimmick change what it is but it I, is. You know, I don't know how to explain it it's like it's like a huge whole black hole of gimmick changes it's the bottom line with it the reason i could put it on it didn't do anything positive for anybody no that was in it yeah you know what I, it didn't help them at all yeah it really stalled sean morley's career and yeah. it didn't do bull buchanan any favors not that he was good but it didn't yeah. help him mm-hmm. and the, the godfather you know, I don't know what else they would have gotten out of him mileage-wise, but still, it didn't help. It didn't do anything no, good. it hurt. It hurt. So, yeah. all right, I'll put it in. I hated it, and I don't think it's good, and it needs to die, die, die. Die, die, die. All right, so we got two. Brutus Beefcake's WCW career yeah. <laughs> and the right to censor. That's yeah. not bad. That's not bad. I have an unconventional one for you, but I don't know if this counts. Okay. The switch between... See, I don't know if this can count, but maybe it can. The switch between Matt Bourne playing Doink and then that other guy playing <laughs> Doink. Can that eh, count? <laughs> no, because it's still Doink at the I end know, of the day. I know, but it killed Doink. It's just not different enough. It killed Doink. I don't know. I, I, I don't agree right, then with I won't that. put it in. Because it, it's just, it, again, it's just not, it's still Doink fundamentally. Fine. Shark? What are we thinking about Shark? I don't know. Positively Page is probably worse. Because <laughs> he isn't positive. Oh, that was bad. I can't argue with you. Because it, it literally killed DDP. Like, I know he was older, but he just never did anything because of that. The, yeah. He comes in as the stalker initially, and then they try to reverse course. And yeah, yeah. It, like, it, horrible. It just killed him. <sighs> yeah, I know. He was I, older, though. Yeah, but he still he didn't even really get to do anything in WWF. He didn't have to be there forever. It's just he, <laughs> just, he had to be DDP. Like, not fucking positively Paige and stalky. Diddy a stalker! Diddy is a stalker! What about the reverse course of Billy Gunn in Smoking Guns 2 Rockabilly? <laughs> Come on. Yeah, but if it wasn't for Rockabilly, who knows if we would have had Mr. Ass. However, <laughs> it could, it was like the danger zone for him. Like, it, <laughs> like he was on the edge of crap. Yeah. Like, You're right. like it, he could have like never been anything. You're right. That's true. It, it, it was that bad. It really could have ruined him. Yeah. I don't know though. But is that really rank? Is one of the worst. I know. Or Rock, I mean, Rockabilly's bad. See, the problem is I can't put um Jesse James the roadie to um <laughs> Jess, regular Jesse James because of the song. Yeah, the song's amazing. <laughs> the song's amazing. You can't so really I, fuck with that. Yeah. So, <laughs> but the Billy Gunn to Rockabilly is really bad. You know what I thought was really bad? And a waste of time. Mm-hmm. The narcissist Lex Luger to the made in the USA Lex Luger. That was a big waste of time. It was a big waste of time. I it, yeah. Because the narcissist gimmick was really good. It wasn't bad. Not that the made in the USA. I don't Twin. know. It had legs. It just here's the thing. They it, rode him around on a bus. Okay, this is the thing with it, Joe. The fuck. I think it could have 
carry him as like an upper mid card character, but not as like what the intention was to be like Hogan Jr. Yeah, but that's the whole thing is he could have been a heel main eventer as yeah. a narcissist. He could have been. I got one for you. Go ahead. What about Greg Valentine to like the honky tonk man, the one with the black hair? <laughs> 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 that one's really, really bad. Yeah, because Valentine was so just not cut out for that type of thing. You it, know, it really like I feel like Valentine could have had a couple more feuds because he was just coming off his Garvin feud. And then all of a sudden he they put him in the as the honky tonk man's like stooge couldn't play guitar uh, thing. Uh, yeah, but does that? He wasn't the same. <laughs> that is not Greg Valentine to me. I know. No, you're it right. It was so bad that they like made his hair go back, and then like <laughs> they just never mentioned that he was ever in that. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Is it really that bad? It's though? horrible. <laughs> Greg Valentine was good. You want to put him on? Oh, Tito Santana, the El Matador. Not as bad. Really? Yes, seriously, not as bad. What about... Oh, wait, this is really bad. Okay. What about the British Bulldog to, like, the jeans one? Like... You got it. What the hell? Yep, yep. Like, what the was The Attitude that? Era version of him? Like, what... I don't even know what it was supposed to be. It was bad is what it was. He wasn't supposed to be over, I think, because... Was he, like, a street fighter? Because, like, I didn't get it. <laughs> because he came... He was still the same Davy Boy Smith, even though... I don't know if they called him the Bulldog but or not. But his music was that... Ruff, ruff, no, no, no. But in, in WCW... music. In WCW, he was still the same yes. WCW British Bulldog. He was... And then all of a sudden, he comes back, and we're like, oh, great! And then he's got jeans. <laughs> Why did they do the jeans? Why did they that have count to do as the a jeans? Change? They car- I don't no, know. It's like, just like what his is pants it? change. We can't count that. That's all it, it was. It feels so different. Like, <sighs> like whereas the Valentine thing that was like distinctly different. He was like, I'm like a pop star or something. <laughs> like, just you saying that alone makes me want to put Valentine in because okay. it was so insulting. Yeah, in all seriousness, it's not right. It wasn't right. Can we put him in? Yeah, it was that, really bad. Yeah, that was really, really bad. It just was unsettling. What what number is he now? Three. Okay. He's in. Die, die, die. I, I got another one. Go ahead. This is, might be insulting. Yeah, what about no. one man gang to Akeem? I liked it. You did? Wasn't Akeem fun? It wasn't. It wasn't because it's like very not nice because. He, yeah, you're right. It's he, really not right. Yeah, it's, it's really, wrong. It's really effed up. But it was so fun, though. It was fun. But you know what? Boss Man and One Man Gang would have been a fine Twin Towers team yes. also. Well, actually, wait. Okay. I'll say this. Yeah. Why it doesn't make any sense, mm-hmm. and especially in Vince's mind. Mm-hmm. You know how Vince thinks the big boss man's a cop? <laughs> yes. Like, well, it wouldn't make sense if a cop teamed up with a gang member. Yeah, well, because he's a crooked cop. Yes, but... He'll write you a ticket. Yeah, but Vince thinks he's a legit cop. <laughs> it would have made more sense if the Mountie teamed with the Big Boss Man, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> How about this, actually? How about Smash to Repo Man? Yeah, that's pretty bad. Because here's the thing is, we love the Repo Man. Yeah, of course. But there's something weird about when he morphs into the Repo Man. I feel like his whole body changes. Oh, but they never acknowledge that we can't do it. Oh, they didn't. They did didn't that. acknowledge yeah. that he was smashed. What about Demolition Crush to Kona Crush? I like Kona Crush. Uh, You're the only person I know. Okay, that- what about Kona Crush to like Prison Crush or whatever yeah, it was? Prison, prison Crush is really stupid, but I don't know if it's the worst. However, back to the Akeem thing, that was acknowledged. Yes, it that was. It can count. It, and it's pretty awful. Like It's really not nice. It's fun. It's fun-y. 
yeah because of how stupid it is but at the same time in like they would never do that today no way like and that whole the fact that they did the thing where slick went to the deepest darkest of africa and it was like the hood yeah that is horrible that's like, true like that was really really bad and i really do think that it, let's say they used akim Wameng yang george gray the same exact way the whole rest of his wwf career yeah but he was just in the one-man gang gimmick still. Yeah. It would have been fine. Right. They never brought back the gang. He right. had to go to the WCW yeah, the gang. Yeah, People gang. liked him. It's a, a visually, like, it looks just as appealing. You know, because Akeem was cool looking because he had the big blue, like, yeah. stretchy. I don't what know do if he was that? cool. I thought the gang looked cooler. The than gang him. did look cooler. Yeah. I'll, you know what? I'll go with yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like they abandoned the gang and it was, like, good. Like, what was the problem with that? I don't know. Like, what was wrong? Yeah, you know what? Like, what was wrong with One Man Gang? Yeah. It's a great name. Yeah. He looks cool. He's a kind of an asshole. And, and his a- name is OMG. I know. Like, that's awesome. He could have teamed with Big Boss Man, and that would have been fine as the Twin Towers. Yeah. Without the Akeem Because then you, you get that crooked cop aspect right. to it, right? And Slick could have still managed them. Yeah, it would have been the same thing. Because didn't he manage the Boss Man anyway, or did... Were, did he only manage the boss man because of Akeem? I don't remember. I don't recall. But he could have still managed them. Yeah, he's, he managed the gang. It I know that. It would have been the same thing. It would have been fine. The only thing is gang wouldn't have danced around, but we could have lived without that. Yeah, and gang was a little dancey anyway. I noticed he, he do, had bust a groove sometimes. He was a little jolly for yeah. a big fat guy. You know what? Let's put him on. <laughs> yeah, that one's like, I as much as it's funny. It is. It's not, it's really not necessary. And like overall, I feel like it's a little the one man, it's offensive and the gang could have had more legs than say Akeem which was proof because when he went to WCW they gave him like the US belt yes, as they one man did. gang one man gang is really fine as a yeah. gimmick it did not need to change I'm not saying Akeem was a big deal you yeah. know but it would have been the same level like the same career trajectory it's just completely unnecessary it was just unnecessary I'll do it let's yeah. do it number four Akeem die 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 well, there you have our Mount Rushmore and Death Valley of gimmick changes, character changes, if you will. We want to know yours. Tweet at us at OVP Podcast. You can email us, of course, at OVP Podcast at gmail.com. And be sure to go on the Facebook group and let us know your thoughts. We will be back because we're reviewing something right after this. Quick, I demand some kind of an answer. What is happening here tonight? Well, me, Jesus, Justice this brother, I'm telling you that tonight there's going to be a transformation that's going to take place. Wait a minute, you've been beating around a bush slick. What kind of a transformation? What are you talking about, man? Man, I'm telling you, home, it is going to shock the world of professional wrestling, and it's going to happen tonight. Well, let's not keep everybody in suspense. Make it happen, Slick. Behold! A team! A team? Wait a minute, Slick! Wait a minute! 430, 450, I recognize this man as the one-man gang. No, 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 all right, boys, let's get to it. And welcome back, wrestling fans, to our Vantage Point, the Retro Wrestling Podcast. Thanks for being with us. We are reviewing something, Quinn. 
Yes, we are. <laughs> and this was requested by Quinn. By me. Yes, by you. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. This was requested by Michael Quinn. <laughs> he really wanted us to sit down and watch Continental Championship Wrestling. And this is from November 22nd, 1986. Now, I had my doubts, but Quinn sang its praises for me in a sense, saying it'll be interesting. You know, it'll, it'll be entertaining. Well, from what I'd seen, it looked pretty trashy. Yes. And I was... I was really into the vibe of how it looked. Like yes. it looked junk, but like in a good way. Right. Like, so I was like, all right, let's give it a crack. Now, Continental yeah. Championship Wrestling, folks, was in, at this stage in time owned and operated by Ron Fuller, the brother of Rob Fuller, a.k.a. Colonel Rob Parker. Yes, yeah, a bit of a revival period. A revival period for it had rebranded in 1985 as Continental Championship a year Wrestling. prior to... You know, us reviewing it Exactly. And what it had been before that was Southeastern Championship Wrestling and previously Gulf Coast Championship Wrestling. And what it was was a promotion based down south, southeast, like Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, that area. And they had a TV deal and everything. And at this point in time, after the rebranding, it was Ron Fuller's attempt, believe it or not, to compete with Vince McMahon. Yes. And I can see, you know, he was doing the right things because... We'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. But, I mean, the, the one big thing I would say is being in a big arena. Being in a big arena instead of what I had uh, thought initially because I saw one shot in Elks Lodge, but it's yeah. actually a pretty big arena. And it was very interesting because there's licensed music, which we'll get to. Oh, yes. And it's produced very well. Yes, for what it is. And you could tell it's not the highest budget, but right. they work well with what they have. Yep. So let's get to the show here. We start with a wood paneling in the intro. It kind of <laughs> looked like, with you know, some people wrestling. Now, the intro music plays during the wood yes. paneling with generic voiceover. Yeah, some You know, this is, you know, CCW yeah. or or whatever the hell, right? Welcome to Continental Championship Wrestling, home of the National Wrestling Alliance. Mm-hmm. But what's playing in the background, and Joe couldn't figure it out at first, I couldn't figure it out at first, and then I was actually in my car getting uh, lunch, Yes, and I th- was thinking about this intro, <laughs> and then all of a sudden I started like singing some words, mm-hmm. and then I realized... That was part of Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. <laughs> it really is yes. part of Party All the Time by Eddie Murphy. I pulled up the song and played it in my car, and I couldn't believe it. The intro is really long, so it's obvious they used it for that purpose. Yes, exactly. They used the beginning of the, the intro. You know, in a very coincidental twist, Quinn, if you've seen pictures of our studio, we have a yes. few records just propped up on the wall. Right. And they one- were, we found them. <laughs> yeah. One of them happens to be Eddie Murphy's He's LP. looking right at me right now, yeah. <laughs> so we are hosted, believe it or not, by Mr. Suplay at some desk. And Quinn, you said... Gordon Soley. Gordon just Soley. To clarify. Yes, Mr. Suplay. Yeah. Thank you so very much, and welcome once again to Continental Championship Wrestling. The backdrop behind him looks like the owner's son made it. Yeah, it's like some shitty like map of the United States, but it, it looks like some kid with like water paints made it. <laughs> like It's really dumpy. I don't know why they used it, especially if they were trying to... like. You could tell there's like a movement to yeah. be Make it more modern, big arenas yep. and, and pop culture, mu- like pop music. Yeah, pop music, exactly. And Gordon Soley, they brought him in for and, it. And graphics on the screen, like with names yeah. and stuff. Like that was kind of new. And they even says CCW in the corner, only in the beginning. For if yes, you it notice. does. Yeah, you mentioned though the on-screen graphics for like the wrestlers' names looks like the WWF font at the time. Yeah, it's really weird. It's got that like yellow with the like 
in italics, sort yeah. of, with yep. like the red line Stripes, under on, yep. like exactly like and CCW in the corner to yep. WWF. It's like almost exactly the same. Almost exactly the same. So we go to the ring, and James Williams, by the way, is our ref for the opening contest, which is the Starfighter. <laughs> And Pablo Crenshaw. Okay, the Starfighter, I'm thinking, like, is this, like, the last Starfighter in that movie? <laughs> you know, like, I'm, I'm not sure what the hell with and, him. And Pablo Crenshaw has a very confusing name because his first name is, you know, of Spanish, you know, yeah. descent. And Crenshaw is not. So yes. it's a very interesting name. And they're fighting... The New Guinea Headhunters, accompanied by Kevin Sullivan, and they have torches? Like, actually on fire. Which yeah. is like, in an arena, I didn't even think that shit was allowed. Yeah. But like, And they're just coming in the ring with, like, actual torches. Lit torches, yes. And, uh, of course, Suplay himself is on commentary. Yeah. Quinn, you said to me, there's an element here where it's like, anyone can do whatever gimmick they wanted. Yes. Not only do whatever gimmick they wanted, but with no restrictions. There right. seem, nobody seems to give a shit. Yeah. You, know, you want to bring out flaming torches? <laughs> Who gives a shit? Like, right. <laughs> like, it's awesome, actually. It is. No, it's really cool. And the crowd, of course, chants USA because these, you know, New Guinea headhunters, who I guess are Samoan, I tried to look them up, they not look, much is known. They look very Samoan. They do, and they have face paint. They don't look from New Guinea. No, they don't look like they're from New Guinea. And I think you looked them up later, and they were, they're actually I think they're Samoans. Samoans. Yeah. Um, this is nice, though. Coca-Cola ads on the ring skirt. Yes. I appreciate that. You were a big fan. Now, and I made a good point to you. <laughs> yes. I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I, I, meant, I meant it more in a, like because we hate this kind of thing. Right. Usually when somebody puts ads on like wrestling stuff, they put it on the mat and it's like you see it all over the place. Yes. This they only put on the ring skirt. It was nice. It was, yeah. an, it was a nice little touch there. Yeah. And it wasn't like a plaque that falls over like in uh, Heroes of Wrestling. Oh yeah, that whole garbage. <laughs> no, it was nothing like that. It was just on the ring skirt, inoffensive, yep. just there. Quinn, you notice someone, uh, probably someone chanting USA was holding up um, American flag upside down. Yes. Uh, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> it, it, I think it goes to the point of like, you know how people hold signs in the wrong direction? Yeah. Like, I feel like it was just that. It would probably look normal to them or yeah, something. Yeah, I don't know how. But yeah. anyway, so the Starfighter here, his tights are like Gumby green. <laughs> yeah, he's the last Gumby. More like. <laughs> and he's got a crappy mask on yeah. too. And Headhunter number one or whoever it is punches a real lot and so does number two. By the way, why are they wearing like skirts? Yes, so it literally looked like these two guys went to TJ Maxx <laughs> And like they they thought like we'll have we'll look like Islanders, right? Right. And you know how Islanders wrestlers come to the ring with yeah. like, you know, like not a skirt, but just like a It's like a wraparound. A wraparound. But instead they were like, Well, we want to wrestle with these, so they got the skirts with the with the rubber bands <laughs> yeah, like inside the, the skirt. Like the spandex the elastic like waistband. I, I, I really thought they literally went to a women's clothing store and like found these two. Uh, so as they punch away, Sullivan dicks around on the outside and in his speedo, like he's yeah. just wrestling attire, Kevin Sullivan. Quinn you noticed the inordinate amount of space between the ring and the crowd? Yes, I think we find out later why, but it's awesome because yeah. there is a lot of space. Like, you could fit another ring in between the <laughs> amount of space. Like, yeah. at least half of a ring, maybe three-fourths. Like, it's almost insulting to call three it a ring. quarters. <laughs> it's almost insulting to call it a ringside seat because yeah. they're not even close to the ring. Yeah. They're so far away. You need, like, binoculars to see the ring. Right. This is really uninspired. Crenshaw tags in, also gets beat up with a dazzling array of stomps and I guess like a top rope chop. I don't know. It, it sucks. I, you know what I noticed at this point? What? Gordon Soley sucks. You really think so, huh? That's he, a controversial statement. I know, but I mean, like, this is a jobber match. Yeah. And I get that it's not the most thrilling thing ever. Yeah. But like, he's not doing much to make it 
he's not talking about anything that's going on in in CCW right now. Oh, this he's, is happening. He's just saying things talking and to like, himself, you know. Yeah, and it's just kind of lame. I don't know. It is no. He uh, doesn't really add to the show. And a double headbutt. Starfighter caught twice again in the head. At this point in time. At this point, he doesn't. Headhunter number one gets back in. Some more great punching. Quinn, you had a nice comment to me about Crenshaw's tights. Yeah, he looks like he's wearing Bagwell's tights, Buff Bagwell, but before he was buff. <laughs> Marcus Alexander Bagwell? Yeah, that, that, that Bagwell. Oh, that Bagwell. Yeah. How is anyone awake for this? This is not a good squash match. Yes, it, it's unfortunate that this opens yeah, the show. because, like, you know, squash is a squash fine, and we expect those it's on so shows long. like this. It's so long. The jobbers have gotten no offense, which, which is I'm great. I'm fine with that. But this is so long, and it's not even good. It's not even good squash there's, type material. There's two pieces to a good squash match. Go ahead. One, the jobbers don't get any offense. Yes. Two, it's over in like five minutes tops. Tops. Maybe three. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, make it short. So we get a big body slam by headhunter number one and then number two launches over the ropes, <laughs> you know, with like a falling fat onto the guy. Like, it looked horrible. And he gets a two count allegedly because... What the hell? This makes no sense. He gets a three, we think, but apparently it's a two because he allegedly pulled him up. Yes. So the ring announcer gets on the mic and says, five minutes have passed. Well, and now I'm like confused we, as hell. We're very confused. Gordon's confused. Then there's just lots of choking and neck rubbing going on in the ring by the headhunters. And then I ask you, is someone going to come out and make this not shitty? Yeah, seriously, because literally... It's the headhunters, like, rubbing yeah. the necks of the other two They're in the like ring. They're, like, massaging them. It's horrible. And this is good, because Gordon Sully calls Kevin Sullivan a mystic. Yeah, the mystic one. The mystic one. The mystic one, Kevin Sullivan. Yes. And so, the mystic one, Kevin Sullivan. He grabs him by the head, and they're just announced the winners. Yeah, they didn't even do anything. Like, I thought they didn't pin him the first time, but this leads me to believe that they did pin them the first time. Someone fucked up somewhere. I don't know what the hell happened. Gordon didn't know what happened. Yeah. And then we just, he just like, let's go to a fucking commercial. Right, get exactly. the hell out of here. Cut back. Gordon's at his desk there with Tom Pritchard. And I want to say to the audience, from this point on, yep. this show is what the hell. It's like night and day. It's awesome. Yeah. And we'll just be upfront about yeah. that. This becomes very fun. So we have Tom Pritchard, but he's not Roddy Piper. Gordon, can you believe anybody being that stupid from Oklahoma wanting to sign a Texas death match against a real Texan? He's, he's regular Dr. Tom. He's regular Dr. Tom Pritchard, and he's got some junky belt with him. Yeah, I, it's Southeastern something or some other. Belt I was seeing the belts like in this. It, it, basically, all they were all the NWA Southeastern versions. Yeah. Of, like, heavyweight tag. This is an like, NWA affiliate, right? Right. At and, this time. And actually, I don't know if you noticed this, Joe. Below mm. Gordon's desk, it's really not in the camera site, but I saw the outlines of an N, W, and an A oh, underneath okay. the, like, podium thing cool. that they're no, standing at. So, yeah, it, it, it's acknowledged. This okay. is NWA stuff. But okay. the NWA Southeastern part. Division. <laughs> yeah. There actually is an NWA Southeastern North and South Division. However, the North is the one in this one, I believe. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dr. Tom calls out this guy Roy Lee Welch and so we cut to him in a separate promo here in some hideous king outfit like really <laughs> he looks, bad he's got the goofy king crown kind of like Kurt Angle's kind of yeah hat, exactly Kurt like, Angle's king crown or that Seinfeld episode like I'm the whiz nobody yeah, he beats looks like me like the whiz 
But I mean, it's not even a bad promo. No, no, like, he's it, like, I'm the king of wrestling. Yeah, and I've been undefeated for ten years. Okay, this confused me. So has he been undefeated only in Texas Death Matches? Yeah, we for couldn't 10 tell. Years or in all matches? Because I highly doubt that. No. But in this case, we've got a Texas Death Match. I happen to be the king of wrestling, the king of the Texas Death Match, undefeated in ten years. There's no way this guy yeah. was undefeated for 10 years. No way. So we get awesome bumper music, by the way, while someone misses a dropkick <laughs> in the bumper video. So the bumper video is someone missing a ju- uh, dropkick, but to like the best pop music ever, so it makes up for all of it. Yes, I know. The bumper music's awesome. The production's great. So we come back, and now Sue Play is with Sullivan yes. again. And he wants equal time to explain his recent actions. Now, I warn everyone here, this equal time is means a lot of time. This is very long, but it's very, very good. Yes. So Sullivan says evil has been around since the beginning. And he talks about how he beat the shit out of a bloody Steve Armstrong. And then we get clips of like a two ring battle royal tag team thing. I don't know what was going so on I, here. I'm pretty sure the two rings was for something else because yeah. they just start using it. But yes. like, it's definitely not for this match. No, because it's a tag team match yes and this is confusing at first it's kevin sullivan teaming up in theory with steve armstrong against the new guinea headhunters right don't really tell us this we have to kind of figure it out right but we clip to sullivan beating him up the whole time and the headhunters beating him up the whole time exactly it's very very interesting here because sullivan is narrating this promo like yeah. he's talking the whole time as we're getting clips of this match and he's trying to be all respectful to go- he, mr sully he yeah keeps saying. he keeps calling him he's like mr sully yeah mr sully you know i almost felt sorry for you last week i was listening to you with that boy rambling on you know you're trying to carry on the conversation of high intellect and you know that he's a southern boy mr sully and he's just yammering on and on in a very calm tone the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it's awesome, actually. And we just see Steve Armstrong getting murdered. He's bloody. And Sullivan's like, you know, darkness is in people's hats. <laughs> and I say to you, it's funny that some random Bostonian is supposed to be the devil, basically. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know. Yeah. And this is really long, but it, it kept our attention. It was very good. This this interesting part to me, I think yes. the part that they, they probably didn't cut this right. No. But the reason I think they wanted to show this is there is a decision part where Kevin Sullivan puts his hands on his head, right? Yep. And he lifts his hands up. On Steve Armstrong's head. On Steve Armstrong's head. He lifts his hands up and his hands are blood red. And he lifts them up and he shows them to the audience and he makes this sinister face and it's like really effective. Yeah. It's amazing actually. Very metaphoric, right? Yeah. The blood of Steve Armstrong is on on his hands. So, as he's yammering and blathering on, he's just trying to suck up to Gordon this whole time. Soli says that Sullivan's really beginning to try his patience. Then Soli asks, he's like, I'm going to ask my director, have we given him enough time? Has this been equal time? It would appear to me, and, and, and let me check with my director right now, but have we given this man equal time? What do you mean? We have. Mr. Soli, I'd like to talk to you. Me and you are on the same intellectual yeah, level. Yeah, well, Sorry. it appears to me, sir, that I have given you the equal time that you requested. And frankly, it's a little bit more time than I think I should have given you. Exactly. I think we have. I think we've given him and more then, than enough time. Yes. The fuck out of here. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Which Gordon was awesome in this. Yeah, and Sullivan kept going on about how he was like an equal intellect level with Gordon <laughs> Sully. really So funny. he was like saddened almost by the end. Like, it wasn't like he physically was going to harm no, him. He was he... just like saddened that like we are. Oh, okay. Oh, like, come on, Gordon. Come on, Mr. Sully. Give me a little more. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty good. So when we come back from commercial here, we have the Tennessee stud and his khakis. <laughs> yeah, he's got a mask and khakis on. And no shirt. 
shirt. Yeah. And Robert Fuller. Yeah. Colonel Parker. Yeah. With Suplay here. Which you could never tell this was Colonel Parker, by the way. This is like, we're far away from Colonel Parker Especially here. Especially with that really stupid shiny jacket that he had Not on. Not gray hair. Not gray hair. Brown yeah. hair. Quinn, you said to me, is there any more wrestling on this? Yeah. So now we've been in promo land for a while. Yeah. But luckily, they. Oh, yeah. This will get back to the wrestling. This gets Do back not to worry. So we get clips now of Kevin Sullivan interviewing his headhunters. They're speaking whatever the fuck language. And Sullivan tells one of the headhunters, he's like, hey, don't ever be with that woman ever <laughs> yeah, again. Yeah, exactly. Like he's saying something different. Yeah, he's doing that whole thing. So I guess the Tennessee stud and, um, you know, Colonel here had a feud with the New Guinea headhunters. Sure. Fine. Our next match here is a Texas death match, Quinn. Awesome. On TV. On That's TV. crazy. And it's interesting. We don't get to see much of this guy in anything we watch. Exotic Adrian Street. I was impressed with this guy. This guy was a precursor to adorable Adrian Adonis. Yeah, before that, definitely. And Goldust, in a sense. Yeah. Like, there wouldn't have been either of those without right. exotic Adrian Street, a, a British wrestler yes. that had kind of a flamboyant, borderline feminine gimmick. Right, he had like a like po- like two ponytails yeah. in his head and like ribbons and yep. his face is painted and he's got boas. colorful tights and yeah. boas. Yeah. Prances around a bit and he's fighting the hustler Rip Rogers. And I know I think some of our fans are fans of his. Yeah, yeah Rip Rogers. Yeah. Big deal down yeah. there in the 80s. Yep. So Street's the face here which surprised me. I don't know a lot about him but I didn't know that Adrian Street was ever a face. He looks like he should be a heel. Right. Maybe he almost he- looks like the missing uh, Link sort of <laughs> well, in a weird way paint. yeah, yeah. Nothing. and the and the putting the, the way the hair, hair is, is yeah. yeah and he prances around the ring on the outside for a couple of minutes during his entrance and then he has a teenage girl sit on his lap oh, well he gets he picks her up yes. sits in the chair and puts her on his lap okay uh, yep. Whatever. So then Street attacks Rip during his entrance and pins him right away, but obviously it's a Texas death match. You yeah. have to answer the and 10 I, count. I say to you, why are pins so easy in a Texas death match? You know, that's a good point, Quinn. Yeah, it's like they just keep doing them. Because in a normal wrestling match, man, a pin is hard, it's just right? It's like a big struggle. Right. But he, do you think it's be- in kayfabe the wrestlers are allowing themselves to p- get pinned I've just always, to get it no, over with? I thought the other way around is that it's more intense and you're catching people off guard because of no DQ. You think so? Like, because he attacked him from behind at the beginning, right? So he got him like woozy. He hit him in the back of the head he without any cover. True. So he's all like effed up at the So beginning. it's easy to pin him real quick? Right, exactly. Why wouldn't you do that in a regular match then? Because you can't because the ref separates them at the uh-huh. beginning. Oh, kayfabe. Kayfabe. See, kayfabe. So Rip answers the count, of course, and I noticed that he, he, we talked about it, Adrian Street's attire. Rip looks more ridiculous because he's got like bubblelicious pink tights yeah, on. Yeah, but he still looks like crap. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think he looked great here, but he, I thought the exotic Adrian Street was looked like a superstar here. He though. does. Like, he looked really cool. And he gets another easy pin. You just said, yeah, Rogers looks like shit. I mean, yeah. That's true. But Rip fights back and he pins Street after a foreign object punch. Okay, so he brings out like a popsicle <laughs> stick. Like this is, I always think that's the dumbest weapon. And always the taped up stick. Yeah, I can I know. never understand it. Like, why? I don't know. Like, is this supposed to be like an exacto knife underneath? <laughs> like, why are they not cut open? That? I guess like, it's just because it's an easy gimmick. The crowd knows it's something. You sell the psychology of yeah, it. I don't it's know. It's just weird because I've always thought that strange. Like, oh, I'll punch him with a popsicle stick and he loses. <laughs> like, what? Rip throws him to the outside. You know, the, the cement here, there's no mats. It kind of looks like a driveway. Yeah, it's like glistening cement. Like, yeah. it's like you see it in the light and it's huge and yep. it's flat. 
flat and it's 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 not like bumpy cement. No, it's, no, no. It's like this vast expanse of cement, you yeah. know, where there's no ring mats, just tons of cement to fight on. It's and really it's cool. great. It's got it's got a very ECW vibe, and it does. This is where I start to notice it with this whole show. It's a little ECW. Uh, Gordon says that Rogers rips straight across the face. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And you said to me, Quinn, there's something intriguing here. There's something going on. Yes, and this is where I'm starting to uh, starting to notice it. Right, there yeah. is something almost quasi hardcore about mm-hmm. it. I agree. Um, and again, I, I just said ECW, but like I can see ECW pulling ideas from this. Maybe you because might it be wasn't right. Re- it wasn't well known. Right, they're kind of just doing whatever they want. Yeah. There's no censoring of anything. They're using pop popular music using popular music like ecw yep. used very they're, character driven it seems it's violent yep. it, it, the, any match can wander into the crowd yeah like adrian streets like in the crowd with the fans yep. at the beginning like things like that it's got a very loose atmosphere yeah. to it you know very yeah. casual some some violence in the air you know yeah. it's pretty cool by the way we're on wcbi tv channel four in columbus mississippi with the live timer <laughs> yes it was like 10 30 p.m or something yeah, by the second i yeah, was impressed with the impressive. tech in 86 <laughs> rip gets another pin then he throws street back to the outside again another popsicle stick shot then rip hits him with a drink i don't know if it was caffeinated or not though i don't know <laughs> yeah. this is texas death by the way yeah so that if you're again if you missed the, that we said that yeah it's ba- the reason there's like a million pins is yes. because you have 10 seconds to Just get up to clarify that yeah so in case you're not familiar it's yeah. fine because they didn't wwf never really latched on to texas death they didn't like it i don't know i, why. I don't know why maybe because it was too southern or too territory based but basically that so you pin somebody f- and then you wait for them to get up they have a 10 count to get up after but if you pin. interfere with them getting up this count starts yeah over. you have to you have to walk away yeah that's a texas death match very big in the territories Never big in WWF. I mean, they're doing this on like regular TV, like it's a normal thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So Street fights back with right hands, but Rogers with a low blow. Yay for ball shots. Yes. And uh, Rip's got nunchucks. Okay, this is awesome. <laughs> so now we hit the nun, the nunchucks, as, as Gordon, says, Gordon yes. says, have been introduced <laughs> to the match. And you have to remember, it's 1986. Nunchucks <laughs> is like the. It's like a deadly weapon. They were like banned. Yeah, and like turtles you, hadn't come out yet. Yeah, you couldn't. Well, they, the comic did, yeah, but the cartoon. But happened. ninjas were a big thing. Yes, in the ninjas mid-80s. were very big in the eighties. Yes, yeah, very so, big in Shibuya. And there was a there was an idea in the, in America that you know nunchucks could really hurt somebody. <laughs> I like that you're calling them nunchucks because well, I used to call them that when I was a kid. What about it? nunchaku or whatever? How, no, I what just is used to really say, called nobody. There's five different. <laughs> nobody knows. I don't know. It's like hey, it's like that song except the weapon. The weapon version of that song. Yeah. So Street steals him away from Rip and whacks him with him. He hit him, him with a nunchuck. <laughs> like Dusty Rhodes used to say. <laughs> and guess what? Street wins. So 7-10 is the official time here. And I, I like this because the nunchuck actually like did get the win. It was introduced in the yeah. match. He hit him with it and yep. he was done. That was it. In 10 seconds, he's out. I guess death doesn't take long in Texas. Wait, they weren't even in Texas. No, it's like Tennessee or Why Kentucky <laughs> or wherever. Why couldn't they call it? Why is it a Texas death match? Because I think it originated there. But the promos and all these things don't indicate that they ever went to Texas. <sighs> Don't worry about it. What about a Tennessee desk? It's just match? what it's called. Sorry. So Sue playing Streeter at the desk and <laughs> This is okay, this, this is, is awesome. This is really funny. So and this t- this starts to give you a sense of okay, this is not like 
These aren't pre-recorded or anything. No, no, no. Like, and they had briefly shown, and we didn't mention it, that Gordon is actually in the arena, like he's like in the distance. At like a desk. He's, he's yeah. really far away. He is. And we'll we'll notice that a little bit later. Yeah. So Street is making fun of Rip for being clumsy, i.e., you know, he's denying that he hit him with the nunchucks. He's right. like, oh, he tripped and fell and I pinned him. Right. And he's mad about how Rip didn't put whatever crappy title he has on the line. And then he calls him a flea bag. <laughs> this, that was funny. <laughs> but then this is the best part, Quinn, right? We cut to the ring where Rip is still in the ring. Some jerk is interviewing him. He looks like an Armstrong. Basically. It does look like one of the Armstrongs, yeah. yeah. And he says that Street should go to jail for using the nunchucks. Right, and this plays in again to, I told you, it's like nunchucks were considered a weapon. A big back. weapon, yeah. right. And his promo is hilarious. He's yelling, and then... They go. They have a back and forth. They do, and yeah, this which is, is actually this cool. This is You're interesting. Right. I think we should remark on this. The yeah. fact that the camera actually keeps going from the desk that Soli's at across the arena yeah, street. to rip in the ring and they're talking back at each uh, on the mic and even Adrian Street says like you know something about eyesight or something oh yeah like, like he, your eyesight's he, good now yeah <laughs> exactly because like how can he see him that right. far away or whatever kind of ahead of its time to have two guys on the mic at the same time in not in the same spot yeah different areas of the arena yep. f- talking to me and taking pot shots at each other kind of like the precursor to being like on the ramp Yes. And then, like, some guy it in the ring. It was really cool. Yep. I mean, you didn't see stuff like this no, back then. No, you really didn't. So, we go to our ring announcer who says this TV event is one fall with TV time remaining. So, you know it's the last match. Yep, exactly. And, it's and I the- like they throw in the TV time. I always like when they do that. It's Me good too. continuity. It's like, it's, yep. this is, it, we know it's pre-taped. It's we like, know we're on film. <laughs> yeah, it's like pre-taped, but it's almost like, it feels like they didn't edit it. Right, right? exactly. Like, you know? Anything could happen here. Yeah. We don't know. And we have the CCW Tag Champs Dirty White Boy. Yes. Tony Anthony. That's right, TL Hopper. With Mr. Perfect Jerry Stubbs as his partner. Awesome gimmick. Versus the Nightmares. Yeah, they look like Nightmares. It basically, it's like if Bobby Eaton and Ricky Morton tag teamed, <laughs> like this would be what they look like. Or if it was just two Ricky Mortons or two Bobby Eatons. Fair point. One or the other. Dirty White Boy also has the Alabama Championship belt with him, which looks like a fanny pack. Yes, it looks <laughs> slightly... I couldn't tell. And then like he finally turned around and I'm like, okay, it's not a fanny pack. It's a real belt. Right. <laughs> the Nightmares have these hideous green tights and black blonde hair so they have green highlights in their blonde hair with it's like very this weird. really weird paint on i'm not sure how i on feel their about faces. this yeah, yeah it's strange we get a hot start here as i predict a standard tag formula match that's what i'm vibing here you know, that's yeah. what i feel like and you said to me quinn it's kind of sad to think that dirty white boy became teal hopper I, yeah I, now i'm like hating that they made him <laughs> that because i'm finally getting to see him in more stuff we're doing yeah. and seeing that he wasn't shitty it's right. like this guy should have been a thing right like you can tell there's there's heat with this right. guy and mm-hmm. like he's a good wrestler right and he he has a good look too yeah, he does he didn't look like a shitty plumber no like his whole life <laughs> he, he looked good he looked like a decent wrestler he kind of looked like um dr d david schultz yeah, yes. a little bit a he little had a dr d him. vibe to him and by the way also his partner here mr perfect Stubbs. yeah jerry Stubbs. this dude should have shaved his freaking head because he's, he's got a good physique. Yeah, he like, does. He looks, he could have looked, he looks like Arn Anderson or something. Yeah, a little bit, a you little Arn ish. Yeah. Would you say, Quinn, that uh, Teal Hopper flushed his career down the toilet? Yes, nah. definitely by going to the WWF. <laughs> You said to me, Quinn, too, that the nightmares are a little too generic for your tastes. Yeah, and what's funny is, like, they're generic, but they look ridiculous. Yeah, I know. But, like, because of wrestling and right. that, like, we're used to these insane personalities, <laughs> they're the they're like the, the generic ones compared to Teal Hopper and, right. and Mr. Perfect. I, I totally agree yeah. with you. 
Dirty catches him with a head shove, my favorite. And Quinn, you said to me, that's catches catch can wrestling yeah well he caught him when you right? catch him with a move right yeah, exactly <laughs> so Stubbs tags in and Quinn says it's really a shame about his hair yeah because you were they, just talking about how good the guy looks yeah like I said he should have just shaved his head and kept the beard he will look like a badass I know this yeah. guy didn't look bad at all so this was really funny dirty white boy rings the bell for fun and then he rams one of the nightmares into it but yes. Gor- Gordon misses the whole thing this is ridiculous so Gordon's right. like remarking about how like I don't know we're, we're gonna try to clarify and I'm like <laughs> dude he rammed him into the bell. That's right. why it went off. There's nothing more to it. But Gordon's all- like, oh, there's some controversy here. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, and this is when we realize Yep. Gordon doesn't have a TV, does he? He doesn't have a monitor. I don't think he does. Because we didn't see it where he's standing. And right. We've, if you notice, everything has been done live here. There's mm-hmm. not much editing going on. Right, exactly. Gordon is not dubbing over the commentary. No, exactly. He's sitting so at the he's desk. literally watching from that faraway desk that Adrian be. Street remarked on how it's hard to see. Right, I think he actually might be that's insane i didn't see a monitor at the desk i don't think i think it's too early to have a live monitor at like a lower budget thing like this i know wwf no i know wwf did but they had a lot of money this is continental you know like for them to have a live feed camera feeding to gordon that might be a little too advanced for this time or they just didn't think of it i don't know or we're wrong but i don't know you you did like the dangly bell (laughs) <laughs> yes, this is funny. So that we didn't mention the bell he rammed him into it was a dangly bell. It was like a dinner bell kind of <laughs> yeah. bell. Like, yeah, it wasn't like a Your it standard timekeeper. It, it wasn't bell. like one of those bell that's flat. Right. It was like hanging. Yeah, it was funny. Which we didn't notice until he did that. <laughs> so, dirty white boy mounts a nightmare from behind and chokes him with the top rope. Only in wrestling can I say that sentence. By the way, yeah. <laughs> Stubbs is good. I like him. I really I, like I him. agree with your Arn Anderson assessment. He's Quinn. really a lot like him. I do agree with that. One nightmare's bleeding, by the way. And now I don't we're know getting how. into the bloodiness. Yeah. Big power slam by Stubbs as I await the hot tag. We can't tell which one's Ricky Morton, Quinn. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I can't tell you at all. They're both Ricky Morton or yep. they're both Bobby Eaton. I don't know what the Ricky hell's Morton's going on. Ricky Morton's tagging Ricky Morton. <laughs> so then Dirty breaks up a sunset flip attempt, and then the nightmares get a hot tag finally. Lots of punching and biting. The nightmares start biting, and they're supposed to be the faces. Yeah, you said what, what a nightmare. A, yeah, what a nightmare. <laughs> Dive to the outside by a nightmare onto Dirty, and then Dirty gets a chair launched at his face. Awesome. Awesome. They, this turns into this like a violent brawl. They're all on the outside now, and somewhere in the midst of this, the ref went down on the inside. Then There's, Nightmare punches another ref. So another ref like comes out of nowhere to try to like get a handle on this, because right. the other one's out, and then they punch him. Yeah, the, they, the ref punches. What is the ref this? ECW? Like, no, I know you're right. And then the bell rings randomly. Yeah, well, I think it's just more people like knocking into the bell. Right, okay. Like, and we get a big, sloppy, bloody brawl on the outside as Gordon is selling this with the enthusiasm of Joe Buck. Yes, this is where I wanted to like get Gordon. This is not for Gordon. Right, no, no, This no. is where you want Joey Styles. Yes, like, I totally agree with you because he's just like, oh, it's bad out here. Yeah. So the refs try to figure out what the <laughs> hell's going on. They stop the match as it heads backstage while people in the crowd are like tripping over chairs. Yes, they're trying like to follow this. Running to follow the fight and people are like right. falling over themselves. It's awesome. The cameraman zooms in as much as he can to the back. Yes, and this cracked me up because it's, it's uh, back in the day, especially for a low budget promotion like this. They can't afford handhelds on battery. Right. So they can't literally, they literally can't take the camera right, back there right, to right. follow them. No, it's so pretty they, cool. So they hit the intense zoom. It's it's actually like, really awesome. Yeah. We cut to commercial as this all fades away and we come back with Gordon and Stubbs and a bloody and angry dirty white now boy. Now they're at Quinn. the desk. At the desk, yes. And with they're, Gordon. 
they're bitching about how no one attacks them like that, blah, blah, blah. But then that dork again, maybe an Armstrong in the ring, yeah. interviews the Nightmares, and they want a no-DQ match for these belts. And and Stubbs and, and Dirty are like, yeah, yeah hell yeah, let's do it. They don't cower. Let me tell you boys something. You said you wanted a no-DQ, and you wanted for the title. Well, boys, you got it. They don't. They don't awesome. like shy away from this. They're like, yeah, it. we'll it's, kick your ass. It's like people want to freaking fight. Yeah. Unlike most wrestling, even uh, nowadays. Right. So we cut back to commercial. Gordon comes back and says, "Oh, this has been one heck of an hour." You got that right, Gordon. Damn right. Next week, by the way, Wildcat Wendell Cooley returns. <laughs> yeah, and actually, I was looking into this Wendell Cooley. I think he was the champion. Oh, okay, that um, makes so, sense. Yeah, I looked that up. Overall, Quinn, this was really good. Yes, and you could tell our enthusiasm. Where I actually looked this up afterwards, like right. Wendell Cooley and all yeah, this. That's like, true. Like this was a treat. I did not I totally expect this to be this you. good. This was really like, good. I want to watch more of it. This was awesome. This yeah. was ahead of its time in certain ways. This was captivating. Yeah. This was fun. It was gritty. I can't stress enough how much of a precursor it felt to ECW. It did. It felt like anything had happened. It felt down and dirty. Yeah. It felt like on the fly. It felt like nothing was edited. It yeah. Felt, it just anything could happen. And what is so cool is so, again, I got really intrigued by this after we watched this. And, mm-hmm. you know, we had a bit of a break before mm-hmm. we did the show this week. Yep. And I decided to, like, look in and because I was just like, this is crazy, this promotion. Like, right. why did no one know about it and right. all this stuff? And so I look on their wiki page and I, they have a list of alumni, which was awesome because I was mm-hmm. like, who was in this thing, right? Yep. Guess who was in this promotion? Let me guess. Paul Heyman? Yes. <laughs> so. There you go. It's, I really think, while we think of <clears throat> Paul as an innovator. Right. I can definitely probably say a lot of his ideas might have come from CCW because this shit wasn't going on anywhere else. I think you're absolutely right. He probably did pick up some stuff from here. Yeah. This- nope. Most definitely. This was good. I have absolutely no problem with this. In this fact, was a pleasant surprise. I recommend this to our well, listeners. Go out and watch some CCW. And There's tons of it out now, there. Now, we should stress that this is one of the very rare promotions mm-hmm. where the WWE does not own the footage. That's right. It's actually listed as like a lost promotion. Yep. And the footage is just on YouTube. It is. Um, And I don't think it's going anywhere unless the WWF somehow makes a deal with whoever the hell owns yeah. it. So look it up, CCW, Continental yeah. Championship Wrestling. I they had got, a great time. Yeah, they got full years of it. They got 85 and 86, yeah. all that the weekly show. It's all over there, and yeah. it looks like it was a really, really fun show. And folks, we hope you had a really, really fun time on our show, because we love talking to you about the world of retro wrestling. It was nice to watch something new. Uh, we want to keep hearing your suggestions, so check out that suggestion spreadsheet, yes. or of course, email us or reach us on Twitter. Quinn, we will be back next week for our first show of August. Who knows what we're going to be talking about? Oh, yeah, I it'll have be no a, idea. It'll be a good time, folks. Thank you, as always, for being with us. Be sure to check us out on our social media avenues. We love to talk to you. We love to talk to you about the world of retro wrestling. We'll be doing more of that next week. So long, everybody. See ya. I want to take a moment now to talk to the exotic Adrian Street because uh, as far as I'm concerned and the thousands here at Boutwell, the next stop has to be a chance at the title. Exactly. And by the way, did you see the way he fell over his feet? I wanted to hit him with those nunchucks for Lindy, you understand? But he was so clumsy, he fell over his feet and got himself pinned. Solely you saw it. The people here at Boutwell saw it. Everybody in TV land saw it. He hit me with these nunchucks. He should go to jail for that!
This is a weapon! No chucks are weapon! He hit me with that! I didn't lose! Shut up out there! I'm the Southeastern Champion Street! You've never beat me! Miss Brenda, she should be at my side! You're nothing! Miss Linda's nothing! I'm everything to Continental Championship Wrestling! You hit me with me! Will you stop? stop, 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 stop.